Three Dogs North is an attempt to objectify the subjective with little violence as possible. The following has been torn from its origins in space and time and put entirely at your disposal. Morning. Good morning, Vietnam. I have a question I've been pondering. If you guys want to hear it, sure. Um, I listened to it's the newest uh, Art of Manliness podcast, and I don't know who the guy is. I can't remember his name, but it's all he's he's done these studies on um, the notion of how power corrupts, and it's pretty interesting. I don't know if I buy into like everything that he says in it, but. He, he's just kind of looked at over the course of many years, like with corrupt power systems, is it a certain type of person that's attracted to it? So that's why you kind of have the self-fulfilling prophecy in it. Is it that power itself corrupts people? Um, yeah, what was the first option again? Sorry. Like, is it a, um, is it a certain type of person that is attracted mm. to power? So is it like, is that just the, is that more the issue of like, no people that seek power already have these like tendencies in them? Or is it just that like power itself corrupts and he had some pretty interesting, um, I mean, just takes on it of like, even in modern political systems of like, you know, it's very hard to very basically speaking, it's very hard to get the type of person that you want to run for political office to run for political office. Right. You know, and, and so that's very complex of like what's causal, what's corollary, you know, in this, but I mean, it's a pretty massive um, study that, that he does. Anyway, there was one specific point that he was talking about that really intrigued, really intrigued me. And he was saying that at least according to this, whatever study he was citing, like one of the worst things for a person, both like physically and mentally, is to have a place of authority or like a title of authority with very little control. Hmm. Um, and so he said, like, if you and I can't remember some of the examples he used, but he was like, um, like an extreme example of that would be like you know, the CEO of an airline during the height of the COVID pandemic. He said, that's like a place of like big authority. And in those times, like very little control. So you can see like how bad that would be on like a person's like stress level and all that. But he said, interestingly, like if you look at someone who's like the, you know, doing a startup or something like that, both has authority and control. And those people will oftentimes thrive like in those in those times. Hmm. So it's it's very broad, but I was just intrigued by that notion of I've never thought about the distinction of authority and control. And it made me think of I preached on Jesus raising Lazarus this past weekend because we use the RCA readings from year A. And there's very clear like authority in Jesus in those moments. Um, 
And I always kind of read that as he was like very much in control of the situation as well. But um, I don't know. So I, I not to just dive right in there, but we're on a time crunch. And I was oh. like, man, does that make any sense? Have you guys ever thought about that, of that notion of like how how those two are related of like the authority a person has and the control that they might have of situations? Mm hmm. I don't know if I ever thought about it that clearly, like separating those two things, which are oftentimes combined together. Right. But, but then applying it to the Lazarus story, which I, I did the woman caught in adultery on Sunday, mm -hmm. but then we are doing our scrutinies on, it's like a Wednesday evening. Mm -hmm. So all, so we did Lazarus last night and both of those readings there's that's authority and control as well i think right. you could you could make that same the the same study in those gospels but they are so good they are man those readings are unbelievable they've kind of blown me away recently but uh so you're saying that jesus is in a place of authority but it's he doesn't actually have that much control is that what you're saying you know, that's my question i was trying to think of other examples cuz in the lazarus story I read it very much as he is totally in control uh -huh. of the situation. Like even the the line that, and this has struck me before, but the fact that he hears that Lazarus is sick and he remains where he was for two days. Uh -huh. Like there's this very much that just, it, to me always kind of sets the scene of like, he is not being dictated to in this, uh -huh. like in this situation. I, I guess I disagree. I don't, I don't think control is a good word for what Jesus is in, in that moment. I would, I would prefer the word confidence just because like the whole context of everything, especially in John is I don't, I don't do anything on my own. I only right. Do okay. That's I see the father doing. So I wouldn't say that he's got like this big picture and that's not how I've ever read the, the Lazarus story or woman caught in adultery that he's got some big plan that he's orchestrating, but rather he's simply responding to a higher authority, his father, mm -hmm. which gives him authority. And that's, that's where we get our authority is in Jesus and his name. And, um, but control. Yeah. I think control is the bad version of authority. It's when you, you actually don't have, um, authority you need to control people, um, manipulate them, et cetera. Do you know what I mean? I think so. And that I, that is kind of where I wanted this to go in a way, because there's like in this, we're reading through John so much, and there's just this like emphasis on the dependence on the Father there constantly. So I, I agree that there is like a tension there. So maybe it's just the proper words used, but I would also, I would not... I would not always associate control negatively, though. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. That, Connor, it sounds like you're using it in kind of a a pretty negative light. I guess so, yeah. I mean, to me, it seems like uh, in heaven, you get all the joy and everything you desire, but no control. Control is kind of poisonous. That's that's how I read it. You know, like I'm thinking of Paralandra, um, the C.S. Lewis space book where they're not allowed to stay a night on the, the prelapsarian planet Venus. Oh, yeah. I uh, love it. 
they have to live on the floating islands. They don't get to ever stay. They get to go on the fixed land, but they never are to stay at night on the fixed land. They have to sleep on the floating islands where they're fed. Yeah, they, and they, they can't store stuff and yeah, um, yeah provide for themselves. Yeah. So I think possessiveness or the Corbone book that I'm teaching with the, the seminarians talks about holiness is, you know, being participating in God's life, which is holy about the other W H O L L Y. Um, that, like what makes the Trinity perfect and us and our participation in it requires our death because we have to like totally let go of any attachment to self, which again, maybe, maybe there's another meaning of control besides I, the ego am controlling, so to speak, my environment, other people. Um, and I'm not in this totally free trusting confidence of the, the the lover and the beloved maybe there's another meaning that's just more practical or or whatever like the ceo in the in the pandemic situation um you know that's a bad kind of lack of control you're you're out of control you know Um, meaning you don't have you can't count on tomorrow or the next minute of like what's going to be in the future so you you can't plan anything but um i think in the in the christian lens like we're never in control. Nothing is up to us and the future is never guaranteed. So there, the option is either <clears throat> live in the illusion of control and uh, then you're just always subject to having the rug pulled out from underneath underneath you and, and realizing like, oh man, I relied on myself and I am totally powerless. Or like Jesus in the Lazarus story, living into this authority that comes from the fact that I am not in charge of my life. I am not in charge of any of this, that there's one whose wisdom and power and love governs all things. And I am his viceroy. I am his emissary. Um, you know, even Jesus's prayer before the tomb, like I, I know you're going to do this Lord father. And, but I'm just saying this for their benefit. You know, like that whole thing is just, mm-hmm. I trust you. So I always pictured him waiting in where is he in Jerusalem or something before he goes to Bethany as like, it's not, he's making, he, he has some plan of like, okay, I'm going to wait until he dies so that I can go raise him. Even though he kind of says this is for his glory. This is for the glory. Um, but rather he's only, he can only go when he, when he hears his father call him, you know? Hmm. What about like, <clears throat> Mike, you got anything? I have a, this something might take in another direction. Well, um, I mean, I do think that there, mm, I, you know, I'm trying to think of like, is control finally categorized as good and evil? Where it's, if you're controlling things, then there's a type of, unreality or manipulation um, that's present there that's always driven by the ego and you know I think if you go down to the heart of it it's in a lot of situations it's true but I think there's also like the the virtue of self-control or self-possession is actually essential in order to make a gift of yourself in order to love Mm. and and so it seems like 
there are certain things that the Lord places under our our dominion to be good stewards of, which we've talked about before, so that we can control them, and maybe that's not the best word, but possess it in the Christian sense so that then we can give it away. And and it, But I wonder if you don't have the, the heart of it, the core of that, like the, the first step of it, then other control that stems from authority that where you control other people or even a community or like a nation or something like that, that's where it can get disordered mm-hmm. is if you don't have the essential thing right. Um, but I don't know. Like I think of a guy like JP too, you know, it, I don't, he certainly didn't control people, but you can control and make decisions that control like governing bodies or institutions and things like that. And I think doing that wise, wisely is using that authority. Um, but I don't know. I don't know about what it would look like to the Lazarus story. It's a good question, man. And um, I would say, and I'm, I don't want to belabor the point, but I would guess if you asked JP2 in his life on earth, if he felt in control of the institutions of the church, of the communist governments that he was, you know, um, going up against, I would guess he would say no. Sure. I mean, he, he appears in control of himself. You have the self-possession. Um, like I, I think the iconic scene in Poland when he went first, his first visit as Pope, and he's completely calm as the people are chanting, we want God. And the communists, you know, beside him are shaking in their boots because they are so, they realize like their control, what they perceived as control of these people is completely fake. It is not, right. it means nothing. Human beings can't be controlled. I mean, they can be imprisoned and they can be coerced, but there is part in principle that the human freedom is never abolished, you know, even by our own sin. We're always free by God's grace. And that's that's the thing is like God never controls. You know, his love is always serene. It's always chaste. It's always non-possessive. Uh, even though we might want it to be. Like, God, control the situation. Control me. You know, control the people I love so that this all works out. And yet he just never does that. Um, because freedom is so such a high value because you can't love without freedom. There, I, I'm thinking of um, the the scene in Band of Brothers. You guys have seen that, right? Mm-hmm. When, um, I can't remember, is it, I think it's in the episode Breaking Point. We may have even talked about this like scene before. But it's when the the one guy is it Lieutenant Dyke maybe like freaks out in combat. Oh yeah, the guy and, that stinks. And they send like in the middle of it, they send spears in, mm-hmm. and it's just like immediate, like okay, here's what we need to do. This you do this, you do this, you do this, mm-hmm. um, and it is welcomed in in that moment, and so. It, I don't know. Maybe you would call that something, but there's like, I don't know. There's still something there of it wasn't just the authority like of a title because they had that before, 
and there was someone that had the capacity then and i don't i don't want to just split hairs on words but they're like in that scene there was this moment of like they needed a leader to like help control that situation even though it's combat like even though it's not like in complete control there but there's like an ordering principle that i i think is very good there and i will also admit too of i mean we, we maybe alluded to this last time but i would you know i kind of shade towards i think like it's like, yes, I want to control everything so I can have the right whiskeys for Christmas and things like that, you know? <laughs> and, um, but there is, do you guys know, I don't know if that scene hits anything there, but like that was, I'm just trying to think of an instance of like, um, I don't know, that was a little bit different than just authority over a situation. That yeah, and I, I would say, I agree. We have talked about that, <clears throat> that situation before. And I would, I think that's confidence again. That's the word I would I would prefer over control. And I don't know what the roots of control are. Mm. I'd be curious to hear what what troll means. Uh, besides a guy under a bridge uh, taking your troll, um, or a guy on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> but confidence fide means faith. So there's trust. Both um, this guy has confidence, meaning he trusts himself. To the the, the lieutenant Dyke. He doesn't trust himself. Um, he can't. That's the, that's the main problem he has. Is not that he's like out of control. He doesn't control the troops. Is that he he has no confidence. He has no trust in himself to like lead. Whereas um, Spears immediately takes. He's ready, um, and he trusts himself. He trusts and he trusts the men. Were you gonna say takes control? Were you gonna say that there? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no, sorry. I don't know. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> uh he he trusts the men to do the job and, and that's that's partly why they respond is like okay he he has this confidence he knows what he's doing um and he has like i mean he's told us like what to do and he which means he trusts us he's not there like micromanaging or controlling them you know he is ennobling them and lifting them up and leading them you know and there's a governance to it there is like orders and hierarchy and commands all of that that's authority um but i guess when it comes to like the jp2 example um i don't know that if this is actually true but I'm, I'm starting to think like all authority is kind of moral authority like soft authority it's not um hard power necessarily like that is control so say like in russia right now you're not allowed to say anything bad about the war why do they need to control their people so much? Because they have no moral authority. You know, if like somebody saying something on TV or holding a sign out in a street threatens your whole system because it could lead to, you know, the ousting of people from power and, you know, a change of regime or an end to some, you know, political thing, that means you have no authority. You only have power and control. Whereas, in a system where you have the moral authority, like people can criticize you, people can question you um, because you you um, have their confidence, you know, that you are an actual leader. Your, your, your title adequates to like who you actually are for us. Um, you're not using us, you're not controlling us. So does that make sense? I think the Spears thing shows in a way like um, 
somebody coming in and controlling them would not have, although, you know, like maybe colloquially we say he's in control of the situation, but in a way, like it, it's the opposite. It's the exception that proves the rule. He's absolutely out of control. It's a completely chaotic situation, but it's that confidence. Same, same with Lazarus. How could you be less in control than this dude is rotting in his grave? You know, yeah. um, I think, yeah, we may just be at loggerheads with the, with mm. the words of like you say control i say manipulation so we'd have to have mike settle it here yeah and you say control and you say confidence but i know i feel like we're missing something about control um and i can't really put my finger on it but um yeah i i don't really know i mean even thinking at the woman caught in adultery there like Jesus is not in control of the crowds. He's not in control of that woman, but he is in control of himself and is totally in confidence with the father. So maybe we're just like juxtaposing things that ought not be juxtaposed. But then as a result, like God's presence enters into the crowd which is mediated through Christ because, because he is totally in control of himself by being in relationship with the father that unbelievably dissipates the crowd. Like that's the, that's the most unbelievable one liner of all time. I don't understand why it was so dang effective. Mm. Why is that line so effective? Let he who cast the first stone, or let, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And I mean, that was a part of what I preached on, but I think it does move from that group control, like let's control this situation, mob mentality, hive mindset type deal. And that question is a personal question. So it, so it does get placed on the individual. So maybe I would say that maybe control on an individual level is correct but then control on what do you mean where it would be like each individual is called to have an element of Mm -hmm. self-possession an element so yeah self-control yeah Yeah. i yeah i'm still not so big on this on this word here right i i Um, read that situation in the um woman caught in adultery that they are it sets it up. They tried to trap Jesus. They are trying to, they're trying to bottle him up. They're trying to box him in, um, which is a, a species of control. And he's uncontrollable. He's totally free. He's sovereign, but not right. in the way that he's going to fight them and try to control them back. And that's why the, that line is kind of like unassuming. It's not a, you know, a big gotcha thing. It kind of is, but sort of like the render to Caesar. Um, it's not, I don't think that, that, that it's the line so much that dissipates the crowd, but they, they realize that, um, that they can't, they can't control this guy. They put him in a situation where he can't possibly win. And yet he does. It's like walking through the crowd in Nazareth when they try to throw him off the brow of the hill. Mm-hmm. It's just a mystery that he, you know, he, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down freely and I'll take it up again. Why? It's why all this time they're trying to kill him. They're trying to arrest him. They're trying to, um, you know, undermine him in the, in the view of the public. And yet he's completely free. 
and then finally they get him on Good Friday. But um, it's not like it. Oh, you know that he's determined by the politics of the Pharisees and Pilate, or the pettiness of the crowd and the jealousy of the priests and stuff. Like none of that actually killed him. He chose to die. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I do. Um, I was thinking of is it you've talked about this before, Bisk? Is it Hildebrand's thing of like every act of Jesus is authentic? Is mm-hmm. that the right language? And I I do. I think that's really good and really important. So even back to like the Lazarus story of like him waiting two days is not like for show. I mean, I, I right. am, I mean, that's a hundred. Yeah, absolutely. With that. But I don't know. There is, and yeah, maybe it's just kind of splitting hairs on words, but there, there's this just like, like ordering, like, ordering presence like with jesus in in these moments um you know and it's hard to it's hard to like just pin down of like yeah why would that line like have the effect that it does in the woman caught in adultery or it's certainly moral authority but i mean i think it's way bigger than that too you know it's Mm -hmm. it's similar to that like whoa dad's here yeah and she can't control, you know, like the other thing I, I've noticed about that story is um, go and sin no more. You know, people try to use, it's funny, people try to use this story to prove their point, both sides. You know, like we want to cast stones at people and look, Jesus says go and sin no more. Or we don't want anyone to tell us anything hard about our choices. Look, he says, he who's without sin cast the first stone. Um, but like neither way is he usable. Um that's what I preached on last weekend is that Jesus is totally free. He's like, he completely, um, he speaks with authority into everybody's life in that crowd, in that woman's life. And that's what sets them free. Like they can either receive it and change or they can, you know, refuse to obey his authority, but they cannot control him. You cannot use Jesus. Um, which is frustrating, I think, but, uh, yeah, dude. He's not a grace slot machine, okay, people? All right? Mm-hmm. You don't just... Pull the lever. Yeah. The word Pull I'm the thinking lever. of, like, is not, maybe this doesn't line up, but control, maybe, uh, like, what you're, what we're talking about is this order, this um, this lack of chaos, which is cosmos, like the, the cosmic ordering of everything, the way that God orders it in his freedom, like, through his word. Um. It's not, Baron talks about the non-competitive thing. It's not like the Greek gods creating or manipulating by violence or by fear, but God always speaks us into being out of love. And so, but there's an order to that and sin and possessiveness and egotism and lies like create disunity, disorder, chaos. But when the word made flesh comes in person, he just is cosmic. He's putting things back in order which is like that allows us to rest, which feels a little bit like we have this confidence. But our only, our only response as sinners to chaos is control in our personal lives, in the lives of our parishes or our countries or the world. It's like how do you respond to evil is you just control it. You hem it in, you, you imprison it. But Jesus doesn't do that. He comes in and he sets us free from the thing that's causing the chaos. 
Well, so I don't know. I mean, dang it, I know we need to go, but I don't know if I would say that. The only response to chaos as a sinner is control. I mean, I I think that it's the grasping. It's it's the grasping at control. Mm-hmm. But but there are elements to to some extent that at least temporarily we are placed in control of and being good stewards of that. I, I don't think is a bad thing. And maybe, again, maybe control is not the right word, but I think when you grasp at things that are beyond your control, then you get in trouble. Uh-huh. But then when you're stewards of the, the good things that have been given to you, that that's when you cooperate in the non-competitive way with the grace of God that's present there. Because uh-huh. even there, it's not you or God, but that it's this cooperation and freedom with the confidence that comes from being with the Father that allows you to control whatever's been given to you, mm-hmm. you know, cause, cause in the same way, it's like, I don't think families are temporarily given to people. Like even the, the gifts from God, those are authentic. Mm-hmm. So, so they're, they're authentically, he wants us to have them and, and thereby like be good stewards of them and, and to control them. Well, not in a manipulative sense, but I think in freedom, I'll die on this hill. I know we got it. Yes. I, I I don't think God gives you your family to control it at all. Not not oh, to control you can't your frame family. it like that. Yeah. <laughs> that like, is not well, what Okay, guys, got to go. What well, I mean? guess um yeah, if you're if you're saying like yeah, like everybody's just a bad person and wants to, you know, do this then yeah. <laughs> well, what did you mean then? Come on. I I meant I meant being a good father. Got to go. Let's leave it. Let's leave it at loggerheads. <sighs> Let's leave it at loggerheads. Okay? Got to go. All right. Follow Free Dogs North on Instagram. Three Dogs North are Juice, Seabisc, and Michael Metz. Conversations have been edited to sound smarter. Audio and transcripts of this episode are exclusive property of Mundelein Seminary and may not be rebroadcast without the express written consent of Major League Baseball. Good girl.